right, mic check, mic check. Morning Masters podcast, your host, main of course. I got a special guest across from me, Miss Lacey. We're going to go with Lacey. You said Lacey, right? That's fine. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> right, on Facebook, I, I know you, you said your name. Can you pronounce your name for me real quick? Lacey. Okay, see, I was going to say Lacey. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't. I, that's dumb. I don't know why I was going to say that. But, you know, don't mind me. Um, How you been? I've been good. I've been good. Um, The first time that I met you was on Shay. I think Shay had a podcast. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I remember that so so much is, no, and no disrespect to none of the other guests, because I told Shay this. For some reason, Shay got this thing where after the podcast, and she still do this to this day, like she let the guests leave, and she come back and say, well, how was it? And I'm like, bro, it was good. You know, like, it was cool. But with, with that one, I remember confusing um, Augusta State. Cause I didn't have a studio at the time. Mm-hmm. Now I got one, but I didn't have one at the time. And... I remember it being one, two, it being four of y'all. So it was three other guests. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the premise of it was, but y'all all did kind of different things. I just remember out of everybody who did something, once again, no respect to anybody else, you just had the most knowledge about what you was doing. Like, and I didn't really, wasn't big on credit repair, but how you was talking about it, how, how you was just discussing it without no notes, without nothing. I was like, okay, well, she know what she's talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just, you just kind of took the room. Mm-hmm. And I always remember that. And so um, from then, and I've seen you go like from that, and I think that was like 2019, something like that. So mm-hmm. from there, you done wow, skyrocketed, you know what I'm saying, as far as what you're doing. I don't know how you feel about your progress or where you at now, but for somebody like me, looking outside looking in, you came like a long way mm-hmm. from there, you know what I'm saying? Even like the the, the following you have now, you know? So um, definitely shout out to you for that. Um, but So what I normally do here, though, like I like to talk to the guests about what they're doing, but first I want to get into more of them. So like, uh, tell us tell us a little about your your, your, your um, upbringing, rather like, who is Lacey? Well, <clears throat> I am from Augusta, Georgia. Um, I guess you could say, um, but I am the only child between both of my parents. Mm. Um, and from there, I mean, when I, when I was growing up, I had all these crazy dreams of you know I want to be a teacher, I want to be, you know, a hairstylist at one point. And I remember graduating high school and my dad was like, you got to go to college because that's the only way to be successful. So I'm like, okay. I I didn't believe it, but I was just like, okay. (laughs) So went to college um, as soon as I graduated high school and I I went for initially nursing because he told me, you know, nurses make a lot of money. You can be a a travel nurse and you're going to make six figures, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, okay, whatever. And I ended up changing my major to psychology um, behind his back. Because at the time when I graduated high school, I was 17 and I started college at 17 because of my birthday gotcha. being so late. But um, the 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 admin or whoever it is called my dad, letting him know that I changed my major. So we got into it real bad. And he was just like, you know, I want you to be successful, you know, whatever. And psychology ain't gonna make you no money. OK, cool. So I ended up having to part ways from that household because I wouldn't follow the rules of, of, of going to school for nursing. And at that time, I started having this dream about being a real estate agent. Like, I don't know what it was, but I just knew working for somebody else just kind of wasn't it for me. Mm. Um, I just didn't know what I wanted to do, but I just knew that wasn't it. And, so, and, and what age was this that you started to figure this out? This was 17. Wow. I'm, I'm 30. I'm just starting to figure it out. I like so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I started working, what, the, the legal age that you can start, what, 15, 14? I started working very young. I mean, as soon as my birthday hit, I was working at Wingstop. I done worked at McDonald's, Arby's, what, you know. But what made you do that? Like, what was the drive for you to want to work? Because some kids don't want to. That's true. Uh, well, well, 
I guess it was more so how I was raised. My dad was, and still kind of is, um, I was on their cell phone plan. This is a prime example. And he was like, if you want to, you know, all the kids had iPhones my age at that time. So I'm like, I want an iPhone. I want no Android. Like I'm the only person walking around here with an Android. It's going to be a dope clip right, right? here. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, if you want an iPhone, then you get your own iPhone. Okay, cool. Bet. So I went and got me a job as soon as I could. Saved up. I said, okay. Well, I'm ready to get the iPhone, but I know I'm not old enough to have my own plan. So if I pay you, you know, will you let me have it? He said, no. Okay, bet. So as soon as, what, you got to turn 18, I think, to get a cell phone in your name? I said, you can drop me from your plan. (laughs) (laughs) And so I guess it was him just being so hard on me and making me do things like paying for my own oil changes. I was responsible for anything that went wrong with the car. I mean, at a certain point, I was paying him rent to live in his house. So I just always had a self-motivated mindset because ain't nobody going to tell me what I can't do. I, I'm, and it's dope that you look at it that way. Like, even at that age, did you look at it that way? Or is mm-hmm. it something? No, that's that's how I was. Because, <laughs> you know, most people talk to it, like, they'll look at it like, as if their parent is mean. You know, they just... They'll, they'll find a way to complain about the parent instead of seeing what's, what's really, what the parent really doing. Yeah. I mean, and I did. Don't get me wrong. I definitely was like, my daddy is, you know, you know, everything behind <laughs> his back. But it, it didn't break me or make me do the opposite as far as like being defiant on purpose. Like, no, nah, I, I told him I'm going to go get a phone myself. When he started making me pay rent, I said, that's cool. I'm going to get my own apartment. You know, and I still don't regret get, getting my own apartment, even though what I was paying $600 more in rent when I moved out. Yeah. But it was more so of the fact that I knew I could do it. Got you. You know, so. W- would you consider yourself to be a daddy's girl? Oh, I am a huge daddy's fan. Daddy's girl. Definitely. I mean, even with everything that we have been through, I feel like um, and I've talked about this before. We didn't always have a close relationship. Um, at one point, I hated him and he knew it. And we went to therapy together a couple years back after we parted ways because I didn't want to go to school for what he wanted to go for. And he told me then he was like, you know, I apologize for pushing college on you. I mean, I have four years of college student loan debt with no degree. And he was Mm. like, you know, I don't know why I expected you to go and do the average thing, a nine to five, when your grandmother has her own business. I'm an owner operator. My dad was a truck driver, but he owned his truck. He was in control. So it was and that was my thing, because I knew my dad went to college. But it was like he visited. And I tell him that all the time. You went for like two weeks and quit. (laughs) (laughs) So what make you think I'm going to go for four years? Right, right. You know, but through that, we were able to, he was able to apologize for a lot of things I seen in my childhood. You know, domestic violence I seen growing up. And I love my mom to death still to this day. But there were just certain things I seen that I said, okay, instead of mirroring that and doing exactly that, I need to do the opposite. Right. You know, figuring out what is the right way based on the wrong way that I seen. So I feel like through counseling and therapy, that's what made me and him so close. And and, and I I remember I think I want to say you mentioned me because it's not something I would just know. I think we spoke one time about doing a podcast. One thing I'll say about podcasting is it's a timing thing. I think we spoke about it a lot of times, but I was busy, you was busy, vice versa. So um, it just happened to work this this time this way, and it's perfect that I did it right. But um, the relationship with your mom, like. Um, so did you grow up in the house with your mom at all? Like Yeah. Um, my parents were married for 13 years um, before they got divorced. And once they got divorced, I still stayed with my mom up until I was um, 
up until I was 14. That's mm-hmm. when my dad went and got custody of us. So from 14 to, to now, I've pretty much been raised by my dad. Okay. Yeah. So it was, I guess you could say half my childhood, I was raised by my mom. Then the other half remaining, I was raised by my dad. Do, do you think that... um like your like your dad being hard on you had anything to do with what he thought you might have seen or the stuff you um saw from when you was I guess two to thirteen years old. Absolutely. Um, he tells me that all the time. You know, of course, as a child, you don't fully understand things because even during the court battle. I didn't want to live with him. I'm like, you know, we, we haven't spent enough time together for you to even qualify yourself to want to go get custody. You know, you can't order my food for me. So it was just things like that that I held him accountable for. But, um, yeah, w- once we talked as, the, as I got older, he started saying, you know, I know the things that y'all were seeing and I didn't want y'all to be a product of your environment. <clears throat> so right, right. I think so. Yeah. So that's dope, though. Like, uh, and but you said your relationship with your mom and your dad is pretty. You love them to death. Still, yeah. So, okay. Um, like from what you had been through when you were younger and like like yourself now, um, how far would you say you have came versus what you could have been, depending on the things you saw. I would say a whole three sixty around here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I, I, I just feel like, and, and again, no disrespect to neither one of my parents, but, you know, I just feel like everybody was going through things, but they forgot the kids mm-hmm. were going, you know, going through it too. So I, I had access to do and put myself in a lot of positions I had no business being in. And so I do feel like had I not been removed out of that situation, I can't guarantee that I would be where I am today. Right, right. So I do feel like what I went through has helped me to look at things differently, but also like one of my key things is just that you don't have to be a product of your environment. Like I remember being so young and people would tell me, Oh, your attitude. Cause who long time ago, that attitude was on fire. <laughs> and I just remember people telling me you never going to be successful because your attitude. And now those same people trying to work with me. So it's, it's, it's to me, I feel a, a 360. I see a 360, but that's not just, you know, all glory to me, you know, therapy, counseling, prayer, all that stuff plays a part. Well, I, I'm going to just go ahead and ask the question because, like, I mean, you know, and therapy is, like, always has been, like, looked down upon in our mm-hmm. community, you know, like, I ain't going to therapist, ain't nothing wrong with me or, you know, whatever. Um, but y'all, you your family, y'all was able to go do that and get better. Mm-hmm. Um, would you recommend that to everybody? Absolutely. And don't get me wrong, like the first couple of times I went to therapy, I've been in therapy since I was 13. Therapy didn't start working until I was 18. Mm. So I went to therapy, but I never participated because I was one of those people who were like, ain't nothing wrong with me. Like how what what, I, what you look like paying somebody to talk to about your problems and they got their own problems. This is stupid. You know, that that's what my mindset was then. They said your attitude. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so eventually when it seems like everything at life is hitting you, it's like, OK, why am I having all these issues? Like, why can't I see past this? And just kind of being honest that therapy doesn't automatically result to something is wrong with me. Right. You don't have to have a problem or a diagnosis to go to therapy. You can have a good day and talk to a therapist. You know, so therapy does work. I highly recommend it, especially to the black community, because we deal with a lot of things that we don't talk about. How how were you socially like? And I mean, socially like amongst in school, like um, being a student, like how were you like dealing with all this stuff? Because it's all it's it's all different at that yeah. point. Yeah, um, I've never been social, and I've never been social because 
I I feel like it's because of how I was kind of raised. Like all those scars and pains and being told, you know, don't talk to nobody, don't tell nobody what go on in here and stuff like that. It made me when I went to school, I had trust issues. So mm. I've never had a lot of friends because I have trust issues, you know. So I think I've always kind of been a little socially awkward. And over the last maybe three years, I've been coming out of that. And this business has forced me out of that because <laughs> I'm doing a lot of speaking events and I'm having to meet with people. But I, I can't lie. Still, at the end of the day, I'd be like, OK, I need to I need to set back. I need to charge again because I'm not as social. But I did struggle with that. Yeah. You know, it's funny because like I, I like a lot of your posts. It's so funny because like now now hearing this, like a lot, a lot more things make sense. And you post a lot. Sometimes it might be relationships, might be just mm-hmm. and a lot of. I would say to me, I would say like in our community, issues that we don't really speak about sometimes. And you post about it, and you have a lot of comments. Y'all go back and forth about it, and I'll watch them. I might not go engage in it because I I just can't comment back and forth. People, you know, they they saw <laughs> yeah, arguing. They, I ain't got time. Right. <laughs> but um, I watch it. And I like it. And I always thought I said, well, I said, why is she posting this if she do this? But now it's making sense. Like a lot of times when you posting that stuff. Not saying you're doing it, but you could be making up for time. You probably weren't speaking in school. Like this is something. This is probably something brand new to you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It, it was a struggle, and I even with going live on Facebook, you know, that was a struggle for me because even though I'm not in a setting in front of people, mm-hmm. it was still like, okay, people gonna see it, people gonna watch it, people gonna like now my anxiety bothering me. Like, yo, I'm glad you said that because you're a perfect person. Because I, like I said, when you watch somebody from uh, a, a one time when they've kind of first starting to to like when they got it up and running, they doing it smoothly, it's a big transition. So I remember you going live sometime like even back then, mm-hmm. and it was different like how you do now. Now you you more prepared now like but I think now too when you go live you done built that following time yeah. you know okay this person gonna be more on. confident I'm, exactly I know somebody who they 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 want to go live and, and talk their business and do stuff but they won't because they if they don't see more than two be watching or you know they gonna like, turn it off yeah I'm like, <laughs> I know gotta, a lot of people gotta, like that you gotta push through it you know what I'm saying yes like, <laughs> they have you have to get them engaged they're not gonna just. A hundred people that can watch just because you're you. Right. I don't care how good you look. They're they not going to watch it. Mm-hmm. You have to really have something to, some of the substance. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people understand it. Even with the, I mean, podcasting, like, everybody just can't podcast. I mean, I mean, people think because you can get a microphone and talk, that's fine. But it's deeper than that. You got to mm-hmm. have, you know, me and you, we met each other once. We didn't have no full conversation. But it's like you gotta, I gotta make you feel like you can talk. I gotta. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff that go behind behind the scenes that they're not seeing. They just seeing you right now. They don't know <laughs> what I'm doing, how it's set up. They don't know n- nothing about the whole guideline we got set up here but um yeah i was i want you to talk about that a little bit like how, how important is it to be consistent in what you're doing like to just keep pushing and and, and think, just knowing things will get better and being confident well consistency is definitely important i think i preach that all the time <laughs> like not even just the people i mentor to do what i do but i think i preach that just in general on facebook like I I remember talking to a girl um, who had started a business and basically she said she stopped because people wasn't sharing it. And I'm like, okay, you got to make people want to share it. You got to make people want to buy it. Like it is having a business. That's why I tell people it's not for the week. Like you're going to have bad days and still got to push through. You know, Um, I remember uh, maybe about 2018, the last relationship I was in, it was very abusive and it got into a point where um, I, I pretty much almost lost my life. And during that time, I had to go to court twice. I ended up staying with my parents for about a month and a half. I had a whole apartment, paying rent, not staying there because I was so traumatized. But the one thing I said was if I stop my business, there would be nothing for nobody to learn from. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's all about the experience. Like, of course, if you always talking about, oh, I'm successful, success, 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 I can learn from that. You got to teach people or tell people how you were consistent through something that could have tore you down, Mm -hmm. you know? So when when I see people talking about quitting a business over a like or something, like, girl, I almost lost my life and I'm still running this business, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like even, yeah, looking back at my marketing, like my flyers from four years ago and looking at it now, it's like, dang, if somebody would have told me I would have been as successful, you know, now, then I probably wouldn't have believed them either. But I didn't have confidence in myself. But you fought through it, too. Yeah. And and I think that's I think that's the main thing. I think a lot of times people, they get so focused or so. And you said something a little while ago, matter of fact, you was like you have you've been in therapy since you were 13. Mm -hmm. It didn't start working until you was 18. Mm -hmm. So that's five years of you doing something, being consistent, just doing something like one day it clicked like, oh, yeah. And I think it's for anything you're doing like you could. You could be you could be having a business for four years and you don't get no likes, no shit. That one time you post something somebody like and it people gonna like up. it and you just don't know. And it and blow I, up. And I think people get social media got people so caught up in numbers that mm-hmm. there's so many things that numbers can't show. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure you get this a lot. I'm gonna I'm gonna use you as example I'm talking to you. Like you get this a lot in your inbox probably where it's something you said or posted that then changed somebody's day mm-hmm. and probably life because it made the decision they didn't make or whatever the case may be. It's something you did or some, something they see. Me, even me seeing your growth, right? Mm-hmm. It let me know, okay, well, damn, this person can go from you know this to this in three years, whatever. I, I, I can set a course and do X, Y, Z. But you, the number's not going to show you that. Like mm-hmm. Somebody that's watching you probably ain't shit that one post from you, but they're seeing everything you're doing and it's really motivating them. They're not hating, they're just motivating, right. motivating them. But... <laughs> They not showing up in your numbers at all, Mm-mm. and you don't know that. But a lot of times, that's what happened. Like somebody will call me, and be like, "Yo, I seen this episode." Da da da. I just want to tell you, do this, do this, do that. Third, they didn't share it, they didn't comment, they didn't say mm-hmm. nothing. No numbers going to show them at all. Mm-hmm. But they they called me, you know. Yep. So it's like you can't get caught up in numbers because you don't know, like whatever you're doing, you don't know what it's doing to somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's true. You don't. You never know who's watching. Like. You never know. I think a couple of days ago, it was maybe last week or the week before, I had shared a post that came up in my memory about me and my dad and how we I didn't have the best relationship. And this girl inboxed me and was like, hey, you know, I've been watching your journey for the last four years. And I remember you talking about, you know, your relationship with your dad and stuff like that. And and I see how you're doing so well in your business. And I want to get a better relationship with my dad. So here it is. This girl don't like or share nothing, <laughs> you know. And I'm, I'm in the inbox like, sure, girl, we went to therapy. You know, that's what happened. You know, I think that also people get upset when people who aren't liking or sharing, you know, their posts are in the inbox asking for some sort of guidance. You know, now I'm upset because, girl, you don't share or like none of my stuff. But that could lead to a sale. Right. You know, like that that popular saying that everybody at at one point always say is, oh, I ain't sharing nobody's stuff if they ain't sharing mine. That's okay. wild to me. Yes, that's like so that's wild. crazy. Like, how do you think I a like business your stuff, is right? built? But I won't share because you won't share mine. <laughs> that's the craziest thing. So now, and then you know, you waste more energy not doing it. Yes. Like, you waste so much energy like like going above and beyond to not share something. <laughs> that's just wild to me. It's crazy. That is wild to me. I, and I, I've I've met people that that say that. I'm not sharing because they don't share that. But I'm like, if you support it, support it. I'm not supporting you because you support me. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to support you because what you're doing is good. I want to keep you going. Correct. Correct. You, you can know? support somebody without actually buying something, you know, 
I got plenty. I got I got a friend who started a, a healthcare, a, a natural hair care line, and I've bought products maybe once, but I don't use her products, but I still share it. Right, right. Because a sale could come from from me through her. I'm right. not gonna not share because I don't use the product. And then go back to what I said too about the numbers, because like we can do share for share, quote unquote. But like if you're just sharing it, and let's say let's say you don't have a following, but you're just sharing, mm-hmm. right? You might not be doing it for me. Number wise, it look good, but. You might not support. You could be talking trash behind my back. You could be saying, don't go to this person, go to that person. Right. There's so much stuff, numbers not going to show. So you yep. think that share for share is even worth it. And it's not. It's not. But you just, you, you, get, you get so caught up in numbers that you make, like, it, it start becoming personal, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I think that people got to, they got to stop that, though. But um, just back on, back on to you, like, so at what point did you, I guess, did you, did you start to get into the financial world, like real estate and all that type of stuff? So let's see. My journey started with this four years ago. The way I got into it, um, I was still in college. At this point, I was in college for business management. You just kept changing it. You just yeah, I just kept changing it. Like, cause I would research it, and I'm like, nah, I can't make no money here. And I'm like, dang, I gotta stay in school. And I'm not gonna lie. At one point, I was so broke, I was staying in school just to get a refund check. I've been there. You know, if we're gonna be real, I've been there. So I changed my major at this point to business management. I did some research. I'm like, oh, I want to have a business, so I gotta go to I gotta go to college and um, get a business management degree. Okay. So I went and did it. I would have been finished with college with two years from when I had initially changed my major. And so this was about five years ago when I did that. But I ended up one day, um, I said, you know, let me see what this major would even get me. So I'm on Google, like, okay, what what does a business (laughs) management degree, like, what does somebody with that degree do? And it's like, oh, a regional manager. I don't want to work for nobody. (laughs) You know, so still it's misleading, like, That so many people think they need a degree to run a business. But anyway, that day I told them I'm done. Like I, I'm I'm dropping out of college. Don't know what's next, but I can't do this. So I ended up seeing there was a lady back when I lived in um, Washington Wilkes near Lincolnton, Georgia. We lived there for some time and back in in over there, all the schools are like one school. Yeah, it's like heard, one big yeah. old school. So I was a new student and I had a um what they call them a um graduation coach. Or whatever for like the newer kids that have a hard time socializing, whatever. So <clears throat> that same lady, I seen her on Facebook one day, like promoting what she do with credit repair and stuff like that. How she can pretty much do it from anywhere. And like most people, I said, okay, let me look into this, but I'm pretty sure it's a scam. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I ended up looking into it, and the first time I didn't, I didn't do it because I didn't understand. Um, and sometimes when you don't understand, you start to kind of down talk things or, mm-hmm. you know, make it out to be something it's not. So I just didn't, I didn't engage into it at all. Well, um, a couple months had passed and I ended up taking out a loan on my car. I bought my, my first car myself. The first car that I bought, I, I purchased it on my own. Okay. Shout and out to you. <laughs> I see you got to throw that in there Yeah. Real quick. Cause you know, my daddy was like, well, I'm like, okay, don't worry about it. <laughs> You had a droid still? You had a, you had an iPhone at that time? Nah, at that time I had the iPhone. Making oh, sure. <laughs> so um, I took out a fifteen hundred dollar loan on my car, and if you know anything about that, that then pushed, you know, when my car was going to be pay- paid off further. So it pushed it back and it increased my monthly payments. So at that time, my monthly payments were from like two fifty to two seventy four. And my car should have been paid off two three years ago, but now it won't be paid off until probably the end of the year. 
So I took out the loan because maxed out my credit cards. I mean, I ain't getting no refund check no more. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm struggling. Got my own apartment. You know, I'm trying to do things right. So I took out the loan to pay down some credit card debt. Once that happened and it freed up some space, I said, okay, let me take a look back into this opportunity. And everything that was included was was things that, if I'm being honest, that we lack in the black community. Like, we don't even know, some of us, what a will and trust is and why that's important. You know, then then when we pass, people up here arguing about who gets what and, you know, whatever happens. Or budgeting and saving. We don't even know how to budget and save. So the, the program that I was looking into included help with all of that. So I said, you know what? If I attach my face to this, the black community will trust it. That was my main focus was the black community and my family. Like, they'll trust it. Yeah, at the time when I signed up, I was 18. No, I was I was 19 going on 20. And um, I said, man, I'm super young, and I didn't have bad credit. I've always had good credit, and not because my parents helped me with that. My dad gave me one, one uh, rule of thumb. Get you a credit card and never pay it late. Supposed to do with that, <laughs> you know. So I've always had good credit or whatever. That wasn't the issue, but I was like, okay, if I put my face to this, how are how am I going to get them to trust me? This is coming from a girl that never had bad credit. Like they might think I don't understand they struggle. And and, and at the time, you socially awkward. Yeah, and I'm socially awkward. I'm I'm very introverted. I'm very people to like, myself. Who is this? She don't speak to me. Right, like, like, like <laughs> people right. probably need. I think she went to school with me. <laughs> <laughs> That girl ain't speaking nobody with a bad attitude. Yeah, like I'm telling you, in school I was a cheerleader, so it made it easier for me to know people. Got you. But yeah, so all of that on top of that, I'm super nervous. Like I'm like I've never had a business. I don't even know the first thing about running a business. And so thank God for having a mentor. Um, she said, just do what I tell you to do. You'll be fine. So I did that. And when I first started this business, I was building it off of a maxed out credit card, that same one credit card I had. Mm. She said, you need professional photos. Done. You need business cards. Done. You you need an LLC. Done. You know, I'm just trusting the process, living check to check at this time, working at <laughs> Convergent, <laughs> you know, call center. I was a supervisor there and. That that manager I had at the time was the reason why I ended up calling my mentor and saying I'm ready because she told me there's nothing, no other positions left here. So if you if you want to make more money, you would have to take my position and my position ain't available. Mm. So I said, OK. <laughs> and that's how I got into it. And you left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to you, man. <laughs> um, now, one thing I will say in because. I had texting people because I would, anytime I'm doing something, I think people going to want to know something about I'm like, you got any questions? Got any questions? And I'm not going to ask the questions now. I'll wait till later. But I, 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 when I went to your page, like I normally do before I um, talk to somebody, um, you had on there said uh, financial coach. Mm-hmm. So I think wording is very important because mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. What I was saying was, I'm talking to a credit repair person. I'm sorry I said that. I know it sound it sound bad. That's okay. I know you. I know you don't just put yourself as that. Now I'm talking to you. It's not, it sounds even worse when I'm saying it now. But financial coach, and I think wording is good. But um, I want to ask you something because you just mentioned some two things, and I wrote it down. Um, you said will and trust and budget and saving. I think you said mm-hmm. right. Okay. Um, now because I want people to learn from this too, and then everything I'm asking you, I know you can't give everything because some things they have to actually apply and um you know sign up to get this kind of information mm-hmm. but i do want you to be able to put a face or you know have this trust in the black community quote unquote be watching so will and trust like what is that and why is that important 
So a will and trust, basically how I like to describe it, because I do like to describe things in ways that we can understand. Um, a will and trust is basically a book saying, if anything was to happen to me, I want this person to have my house. This person gets my jewelry. This person gets this part of my life insurance percent. This person gets, it's basically an instruction manual for if anything was to happen to you, this is how you want things to go. And gotcha. this is who you want to have it. Okay. And this is how much you want of them to have. Um, the reason why it's important important is because first of all even with living in in COVID times you know we we don't know what's gonna happen so <clears throat> you want to make sure that you have I like to say your family's set up for success because we don't know what's gonna happen but even prior to COVID you don't know what's gonna happen okay. so imagine leaving this world and you know you got kids but you don't have no sense of direction on who gets what so now other people are arguing about where this goes you know <clears throat> And if I'm not mistaken, even when you buy a house, if there's no direction on where that goes, like in a, a will and trust or whatever, that goes up in, in court. So it's wow. like you when you were here, like I tell people, you here. And we all always are talking about how we get into the bag and, and getting. OK, part of securing the bag is making sure if anything's happened, if anything was to happen, you still have the bag secured even while not being here. Got you. You know, so that's why it's so important, you know, <clears throat> I guess even with like a, a realistic example, my parents are life insurance brokers and health insurance brokers. So they help people get into Medicaid, Medicare plans, whatever. At first, I didn't have no interest in that. But my dad's like, listen, if something was to happen to me, my residual just go back up to my mentor and I want to keep it in the family. So <clears throat> would you look into, you know, getting your license? And at first I'm like, no, nah, because I don't plan on ever signing nobody up into this. But then I had to look at it from a standpoint of we're talking about building wealth. Right. My dad wants to secure his bag. This is a part of him doing that. Gotcha. So I'm going to get the license. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. And that was a good plug, by the way. You really good at this. <laughs> All right, cool. So, um, and then budget and saving. Yes. So budgeting is important because we're making money, whether it's too little or too much, right? Because a lot of people say, well, I can't budget because I don't make enough money. No, you can't budget because you spend more money than you make. Mm, so, <laughs> so with budgeting, budgeting is pretty much just you saying, okay, this is what I'm getting paid on a monthly basis. However you get paid, whether that's once a month, bi-weekly or weekly, you're adding up whatever you get paid for that month. And then you go and look at your necessity, your bills, not the bundles and the nails, but what's required, water, rent, you know, Wi-Fi, whatever. You're adding that up and then saying, okay, let me subtract these two numbers. This is now what I have left to go in and get my bundles or my Jordans or, you know, whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> budgeting is important because it can prevent you from li living check to check, but it can lead to saving better. Got you. So they work hand in hand. You don't want to be out here, you know, need a battery for the car but because you didn't budget and, and you're not saving now you having to live check to check double time because you ain't, you ain't got you don't, you don't got nothing to put away so let me ask you this um like because that's a good as a financial coach is that something you offer do you offer budget and saving at mm -hmm. all okay yeah. so you do do that absolutely so you know you're more than just a credit repair <laughs> so I'm sorry. I just feel like i, I guess because that's the biggest thing i see yeah. so much in my timeline i just was saying that so i'm mm -hmm. like hey what, what I could have asked him what question, what question you got on budget. I, ain't asked him, like, I, just asked, I just said credit. I don't know. It's In my no community, problem. that's the main thing, though. Yeah, it is. Um, but I was talking to somebody about budgeting yesterday. And we both was making good money, pretty good money. And um, because um, they're they not making what they were making before, but it's mm -hmm. still good money. Yeah. 
um, they were saying something like, what did they say? It was like, well, I got to put this, we're getting some bonus, whatever. I got to put this bonus up because I'm about to be broke. But you're not, it's just you, that money mm, we, we spent so crazy because yeah. we're making so much money. I told like, you know, when you when you make more for some reason, I know I, I'm guilty of this. I, I might spend more. Triggered to spend more. I'm going to give it a buck. I'm going to give it a buck. I'm going <laughs> to use myself as an example right now, right? Let me see. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> All right, you, don't don't judge me on this, all right? All right so Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I, I ate a Longhorns all, all three days. Okay, so that's about forty forty dollars just myself now. It's about forty dollars a day. Um, yesterday, I ate a Longhorns again. That was another, that was another thirty. Um, the day before that, I um, I didn't eat a Longhorn, but I ate twice at somewhere. It might as well be Longhorns. It was, you might as well say that. I, you know what I'm saying? So in all week, I didn't have to. Do, I, I didn't have to yeah. do that. I just because I know it's there. I just I did it. Yeah, you know, I did it. Mm-hmm. But if if you was you know if I had had you budgeting me, you'd be like, yo, what what is this? Like right, I'd be just up spent in the four hundred dollars like on food <laughs> when you could have. I could have spent hundred dollars on. I love Popeyes. I I, I ate Popeyes. I could have mm-hmm. ate Popeyes. The line was too long, but you know I could ate Popeyes, but I didn't and. That's a lot. I mean, when I think about it, it's a lot of money that I could have either spent my daughter, you know, a will and trust, whatever, whatever I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? I could have budgeted better. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use me as an example because I want people to see, because I'm pretty sure people, other people do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. Um, so, like, what advice would you have for, let's say, just use me as an example. What advice would you, would you have for somebody like me that, that had ate out pretty much the last seven days? And I'm going to country boys in a little while. <laughs> I mean, that's, do, that's, do that's you need advice? One. That's the last one, I promise. <laughs> Tomorrow I'm gonna make a sandwich. I mean, I I feel like it starts with the mind first. And so I would advise setting up a savings account that you don't get a card to. You can't see it. You can't see what's in there. Cause it, it, there are some banks that offer that. Like if I'm not mistaken, when I had a Bank of America account, I could set up a I savings account. America. Yeah, and you can tell them you don't want a card to it and you don't want to be able to view um, the balance. Okay. And every time you get paid, you have a portion of your check go into that account. So now you don't know what's in the account, but you know that there is some savings there. there. Yeah. I thought about doing that. Yeah. Now I'm okay with, okay, this is what I got to spend, but <clears throat> it's really just a mind thing. And it's kind of getting out of that mindset. Cause let me, I'm trying to think my boyfriend said this a couple of months ago. He was like, Oh, it don't matter because I'm going to get it right back. And I'm like, dude, this ain't going to work. If I'm, like, <laughs> I'm saying let's budget and say to my don't matter. I'm going to get it right back. So, I mean, thank God yeah. for growth. Yeah, I, I, I kind of I be thinking the same way sometimes. <laughs> not all the time, but some, I, I've been stopped that way of thinking. But typically when you want really when you really just want to do something, mm-hmm. your brain, t- like it's a mind thing. Yeah, it is a mind thing. And it's okay to treat yourself like don't get me wrong because I treat myself. You know, I, I have some days where I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to Longhorn and I shouldn't order a lobster tail with this steak because the steak already oh, $30. Oh, steak is amazing. Jesus You know, Christ. but I want a lobster tail. I feel like I'm owed that. So I do believe in treating yourself, but sometimes we go overboard with treating ourselves and then when it's time to do things that we need to do or have to do, we don't have the money for it. So now <laughs> You're saying that's you're broke funny. when you really just didn't do what you were supposed to do. I need four new ties, I think. And, I'm, and, I, and that, that's what I ate the whole week was that. I mean, I could still get it now. Right. Thank God, but I mean, that's still But had you, that, you not know. ate out all them days, you you could have used, you know, some of that yeah. either towards that or something else. Who knows? Yeah, I could have got something else. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I need more equipment. I could have got a lot of stuff. I mean, I just, yeah, I've been living wild, man. I got to stop. Got to stop my shenanigans. But you're right. It's a mind frame because I think when I was. Working where I worked before a while back, and let's say I'll make let's say I make eight hundred every two weeks, something like that, right? At the time, 
I always, I budgeted so differently. I'd be like, okay, 200 for me, 200 for this. Two. I just budgeted in fours. Mm-hmm. So I knew I had 200 just for me to spend. So I might not spend it on the weekend so I can go crazy on Monday. It's just certain things you do. But now, like I said, you make more. You're just like, oh, I can go. I'm going to get it right back. He said, right. I'm going to get it right back. I'm going to get it right back. I'll be like, you know, but now we're he's doing better with budgeting and saving. So, so kudos to him. But even with looking at money for me, I remember breaking it down to my dad because he asked me when I bought my house almost two years ago now. He was like, how did you save for that? So I said, you know, I'm be honest with you. And maybe I just look at money a little different. But at one point I had five hundred dollars in my account. And then at that time, I was working at T-Mobile. And, I mean, them bonuses was going crazy. I remember one check was alone, like, 6000 So mm. I'm like, okay, all right, Lacey. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to take my bonus checks and put them in my savings account and use just what I would usually get paid if I didn't, if I didn't bonus. I would pay all That's my dope. bills and take out $100 and say, okay, this is, this is you money, you know. But... When I had five hundred, I would put okay. If I said okay, if I put fifty dollars in here, I'm gonna be at five fifty. I'm one step closer to six hundred. Like that's how I used to look at my money. So then when I would get paid again, I'm putting fifty more dollars in there because now I'm at six. Gotcha. You know, so that's how I did it. And then once I seen so much money in my account, I said, now if I take out fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> You know, right, right. so it hit a little different. Once you start seeing that growth in your account, you ain't going to want to touch that. I feel you. I'm, I'm kind of on that wave right now. And I'm supposed to get a, a big bonus um, in the next couple weeks or whatever. Can be a passion set on camera, but it's whatever. Now listen to time. You'll be like, oh, you need this. But um, nah, but shout out to my family. But um, <laughs> I'm the same. I'm thinking about just leaving it because I don't, I don't need nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we had this thing where we get money, you start you start looking at things you want, thinking you need them. Mm-hmm. You know, are you going shop? I haven't shopped for nothing. I ain't even equipment. I know I've been wanting for like two years. Mm-hmm. I ain't think about buying that. I'm like, I'm just put it up, and I'm gonna use my regular money because I get paid well too. So I'm gonna just use the regular money. And I like, I'm, I like getting an email every morning. I get with the commas in there. I'm like, I like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's make me feel like if I ain't, if I ain't got nothing else going on good for that day. Because <laughs> like, sometimes I want to quit. I want to do this. I'm like, you know what? I don't know. Now this is this is a lot of money. I remember mm-hmm. when I was broke. So yeah, um, definitely. Uh, I want to talk about. But some 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 will credit a little bit though right now like so I know you've been you've been doing this for a minute describe describe what you do would you call it credit repair or would you call it something else because I know it's it's a lot of um let me see what's what kind of you it's a negative connotation to some yeah, certain things I see is. you post a lot about people who not people but other entities who might do credit but it's quick fix kind kind of things and it's yeah. it's scamish looking and sometimes they come to you because they're like hey I did I want to enroll because uh, and talk, talk about talk about talk about that role process too. But I went enrolled because I did this and my credit was good for a two weeks, but then mm-hmm. it went back down because whatever. So like yeah. describe that world. I mean, for somebody like me. So yeah, credit repair is like the flagship. Like okay, that's what I'm known for, right? But what I do, I feel like if I had to describe it, is I teach financial literacy gotcha. in a nutshell. Budget and saving, will and trust, you know, identity theft protection, talking about why that's important, you know, credit building, you know, all kinds of stuff, right? So I can't limit I'm sorry. my you said credit building. I'm mm-hmm. glad you said that because <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, anytime you say something, I'm gonna say sorry for saying credit repair <laughs> because you don't only fix people that broke credit. You you will build credit when it's mm-hmm. not messed up just yeah. to get it better as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or people with no credit, like you have a lot of um, kids like just getting out of high school that parents haven't messed them up just yet, <laughs> um, and they like I don't have no credit. It's possible to have no credit score at all. Mm. So that goes into building. But yeah, so I help with all of that. So. 
I try not to limit myself to just credit repair, but that's what I'm mainly known for. So it works. But everybody got bad credit. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Um, but as far as like what everybody else is doing, because like right now, the credit repair industry is really wild. Like everybody is like, oh, I'm a credit repair agent. And it's just like, okay, whatever. And it makes it harder for, you know, people like me who actually do this, right, you know? Right. So I'm glad that I'm, it's not something I'm just starting, but I got four years under my belt to say, I've been doing this, you know? So, um, I know but, the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> what a lot of people are doing is like, um, like something else is, uh, what credit sweep was the message I got the other day. And, some of these people that I talk to are not people that went to somebody and then came to me. Some of these people are people I talk to first, and then they went to somebody else. Because, <laughs> somewhere else. Right, right. <laughs> they went somewhere else because they they overpromised. Like, oh yeah, girl, we're gonna get you a seven fifty. All this gonna be gone, you know, whatever. And here I am telling them it's a process, and I'm honest with everybody about right. how the process works because you paying for it. Well, you got to think you 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 your competition your competition I would assume is. People who are selling the dream versus you selling reality, and yeah. people want to—they want the dream. They want reality, <laughs> right? They don't. And I mean, I had somebody honestly tell me that before. Like, no disrespect to you, I'm gonna come to you after I go get the dream. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> that's a lot of money, hey, but, no hey. Disrespect, but hey, <laughs> hey you real quick. I appreciate the honesty, I guess. But yeah, some of these people are people that I've talked to first, and they like, oh, you know, that's not fast enough, and I'm just like what honestly to mess up your credit it takes time you don't just mess up your credit overnight so for anybody to think that okay if i get into credit repair today it's gonna be fixed in one business day i just think it's kind of funny but you know you have credit suite people that are like oh you know i'm gonna I'm promise you a 750 in 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 15 days or something crazy and all your negative items gonna be deleted and so that was my competition for a long time. And I ended up having to research what exactly are these people doing to these people when they enroll. <laughs> yeah, you, you give me good broken vibes right now. That's what, <laughs> I, that's what I'm feeling right now. You went over there and checked to see what they're going on. That yeah. <laughs> I'm like, let me, hold on. Let me see what's going on over here. You know, so after like researching it, and I tell people this now. Because there was a post floating around on Facebook not too long ago saying, you know, oh, credit repair scam. And it's always people that aren't in my field saying something that just don't make sense. <laughs> you know, so it's equivalent to me going to go get my hair done. I'm paying her for it. But I'm like, uh-uh, you didn't do this right. Lady, yeah. this is my field. Right. You know, but the post was floating around or whatever. So I ended up letting people know, like, credit repair itself is not illegal. What's illegal about credit repair is that it's when you're not partnered with a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You basically got to partner with a credible company to even have credit repair done the right way. So when you see people out here promoting credit repair as like a personal business, that's illegal. Mm. You know, um, even if you just research it, like there's a guy in Atlanta maybe two years ago, I shared the post. He owned several restaurants, but he was doing credit sweeps. They arrested him. Like it's a it, it's it's a real crime. <laughs> so what's a credit sweep? Like you just taking everything off my credit? Yeah. So like a credit sweep is like does it work? Like is it a real thing? No, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't it actually. does. T- I mean, technically it works, but the so what a credit sweep is is they're they're basically saying the difference between what they do and I do. Credit sweeps are saying, hey, all these accounts are fraudulent. 
That's what they're okay, saying. Okay. So they're saying, okay, yeah, I did have this credit card, but this was fraud. Somebody else got it in my name. So they dispute everything as a fraudulent charge. And it gets the item removed because it's fraud. So once the item is removed, anything that was negative or delinquent with it gets removed too because the item is gone. So now you no longer have late payment you know, issues. So that's how your score goes up. Then they go in and they sell trade lines. So like it's it's pretty much like like this way with me having good credit. I could go and sell, you know, to somebody, hey, I know you got bad credit, but for fifteen hundred, I'll put you as authorized user on my credit card and it's gonna boost your score. Mm. That's what they do. But they're selling trade lines of people that they don't even know sometimes. But so uh, uh, you, uh, well, so you can just say something's fraud in your credit and then it just come off. Yeah, it'll just but come off. But they're not going to investigate it to see no, if it's... No, they... T- well, sometimes they, they take 45 days to investigate it. So when you dispute it as fraud, it goes to the credit bureaus. As you saying, hey, this isn't mine. It's a dispute letter. But instead of it being the verbiage that we use, which is, I want you to verify that the debt is mine, I'm basically saying the debt not mine is mm. fraud. So it automatically gets removed as fraud until the investigation is complete. Once the investigation is complete and it's verified it is yours it comes all the way back yeah so that's what i'm saying <laughs> so you do a credit sweep it's like it's like sweeping stuff under the rug yeah not, that's what it's temporary so during that time a lot of credit sweep people will tell you okay you better hurry up go go buy this house go you know do whatever because <laughs> <laughs> it's about to come back <laughs> that's funny okay that was and that was a dope i want to i want to say this mind you, like she's saying this but like it's no notes like this is all topics so you you know your stuff that's funny because I would never guess that, but I've seen people say, "Oh, you, you got you know this amount of time." Yeah, you got to hurry up. Like it ain't no joke. That's funny. <laughs> that, 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 now that's scamming. Every scamming video I've seen, it's like, "Hurry up, you got this amount of time." Yeah. So I, I would say, pretty much, if anything is being rushed, you probably should second guess that because if it's supposed to be off, it should just be off. It shouldn't yes. be. You got forty five days because you know it's coming back. All right, girl, you better hurry up, girl. Know your loans. <laughs> okay. All right, I still write that down just in case. You know, but, nah, that, I like that though. All right, um, like what? In, in your field, like for for, and this is just interesting in a credit or whatever you do. Like, what's some some myths about some of the things you do, um, besides the scamming part <laughs> that you feel? Um, let's see. So, like, one big myth is that items fall off uh, six after six to ten years. I'm like, no, that's not true, because when you think about debt, well. Let me break it down because not everybody thinks about it like this, right? So, the way that debt is formulated rather is okay if i got this credit card with jc pennies i max it out maybe life happens and i lose my job i can't afford to pay but still right now i still owe jc pennies well you probably got like what 60 days 45 days before jc pennies like okay i'm gonna go ahead and send it to a collection agency and i'm gonna let them pay me for your debt mm-hmm. so a collection agency would just say jefferson's collection agency then pay jc penny 500 for debt you owe them so technically the debt is settled jefferson paid for it but they paid for it in hopes that now i'm gonna call you and aggravate you to get you to pay me for having mm-hmm. to pay jc penny for your debt but now my, but now my debt is with jefferson right point. now my debt is so no longer that, with jc it's like a rebirth at that point right so at that point the the main goal of a collection agency is to get you on the phone and verify that the debt is yours <laughs> the debt has already been that's settled. why i be calling you saying is this yes, that that's, <laughs> um we're calling because let me see i got a call like that a couple of days ago like oh um we're calling about a what they say a legal matter and i said what is this in reference to it's personal 
them. Okay, click. Yeah. Because at that point, you know it's a collection agency. Say and, legal to me, I'm hanging up. Right, so. you hanging up. Don't say your name. They're going to get you to try to say your name without saying your name. Like, is this, you know, Lacey Ado? And then, and then I'm like, yeah, boom, verified. Yeah. You know, so it's their job as a collection agency to get you to verify the debt. That's your name, birthday, address, whatever. And the moment that you do, you are now owning the debt. Mm, I'm write that down real quick. <laughs> Say hell no, this is not. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So once that happens and you verify the debt, then now they asking you for like the money or whatever. That that was old, but again, remember I told you the debt has already been settled. Mm -hmm. So technically, there's nothing old, right? You know, but that's how the dispute process comes into play because you know your your rights, according to the Fair Credit Reporting Act, says that every American has the right to dispute anything on their credit report, anything, bankruptcies, charge offs, anything. So. <laughs> collection agencies will definitely get you but if you if you don't know your stuff so just don't answer the phone and don't get on there telling them <laughs> your name won't do that ever <laughs> i'm gonna say no it ain't me what's going on <laughs> um okay um so that that was one question i had about the myths so as far as like how you i guess go about promoting matter of fact i want to talk about this mm -hmm. instead of that talk about the your company like what you like what is it called how, how did it enroll because you you got this thing where you got to enroll if I'm not mistaken mm -hmm. yeah, so talk about enrollment. that process and what that's like so the company I partnered with is United Credit Education Services that's okay. the company I do business with and then of course my business is LCD Financial Group but LCD Financial Group yeah that's my it's my name so if somebody <laughs> want to do something managing and budgeting they would call and contact yes. LCD Financial mm -hmm. Group yeah. Okay. Um, so the way that the program works when you get started, we do a soft pull on your credit report. And the reason why we do a soft pull is because, you know, I talk to so many people that are like, oh, I just have um, medical bills. And then we get them started. And it's like, it's a whole story on here. It's not just medical bills, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and some of that stuff be stuff that people don't know about. I mean, I wrote two sisters, two twin sisters a year ago. And the social was different by the last number. That was the only number that was different. And basically some of the other sister debt was on the other sister debt and it, it wasn't her debt. So like stuff like that. But when you get started, we do the soft pull to see everything. And we're going to see everything through TransUnion, Experion, and Equifax. Um, and then from there, I have a team of credit attorneys that assist me with typing the letters so that I can focus on just getting the people. Gotcha. Um, so they type the letters, making sure the verbiage that needs to be used is used. Like These are people who specialize specifically in the legal matter of how the letters should be typed. So <clears throat> once that happens... We then um, mail them to the clients. The clients have also the ability to print them out, you know, send them via email. But we send them to them so they can verify their identity. So you have to include two forms of identity, identification, sign the letter, mail it off. I recommend that they do it through certified. So go to the post office, say, hey, I want to have this mailed with a tracking number so that you know that the credit bureau's got it. Now, Something that people believe is that the credit bureaus work together, but they're all separate entities. I was going to ask about that. I was going to ask you, like, yeah, because some companies go at one, some companies go with the other. I I see, and I know I know it's different because it's a difference in all of them because some companies will give you your credit score for quote unquote free, mm -hmm. but they're only using this one particular group. So mm -hmm. I'm I'll be trying to figure out my mindset is like, okay, why is free and why that one is free mm -hmm. and why I need to pay for the other one. So like, yeah. what's the, the I guess the difference or the better I mean, one rather? 
there's no like better one. Some lenders prefer Equifax and Experian over TransUnion. So it's just what people prefer. Is some are some like is it where like your score is automatically gonna be higher on one than the other? Sometimes, one? yeah. Okay. Sometimes okay. your score is higher, like on Equifax and Experian. Sometimes the score is higher. Um, so it just depends. Um, but they're all separate entities, so they don't work together. They don't talk. That's why sometimes you know people look at their credit report and see, um, well, why do I have this medical bill? on Equifax but not TransUnion you just didn't report there like mm. there is no other explanation for that it just okay. didn't report gotcha. there um but once we have the letters they mail them out at that point then with me I give you a building credit plan God plan like okay now that we wait in for the results because the credit bureaus have a max of 45 days to respond with any results as far as anything being deleted or updated or verified as accurate, whatever that is. In that time frame now, I'm seeing, okay, what, what you need help with? You don't have a credit card? You know, oh, you scared to use a credit card? This is how we're going to use the credit card? So it's the whole God plan at that point that's typed and, and for built each, each for client each client. For each client. And this I'm sure, I, I watch. I could be wrong. I'm just telling you what I watch, what I see. I, I see a lot of things. So, But you have, uh, is it like a deadline? Like a Roman, it's like a, a period or you can roll anytime? Yeah. So I only like to accept a certain amount of clients a month, just depending on what I already have. Okay. Because um, you don't want to overwork yourself or overdo it rather. But yeah, so it's not enroll anytime. You have, you have to inquire. We have to go through a phone appointment. You That's what do, I thought. Yeah. A credit assessment phone appointment is what I call it. It's a 15 minute phone call. We sit on the phone. We talk about everything that's going on, your goals, you know, why goals as far as why you want to fix your credit. So I can know, okay, this is what we need to prepare for. Okay. Um, and then from there, we either do enrollment o- over the phone or we schedule enrollment um, for another day. But yeah, that's pretty much how the enrollment process works. And I just let them know, you know, we work together. So this is not a, you know, other credit repair process where you just paying somebody $1,500 or so on and you just never have to touch anything dealing with your score like this. This this was your bed. We're gonna lay in it, and we can lay in it together. But I'm not gonna lay in it by myself. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> and so, like, I, I'm just trying to figure out how the process go when you come into a role. And like, is um, and if you can't speak on it, that's fine. But I'm thinking, I know they gotta pay something mm-hmm. anyway. Is it like a monthly thing, or is it, is it? Do you break it down depending on? Is it? person by person or like you got a mm-hmm. set plan of how that stuff goes yeah so it's a set plan at the moment um when you enroll it's 188 that's the startup to get you going so that 188 includes the first month's payment um it also includes the soft pool and the first set of letters as well as activation to that portal that that they get access to so that portal includes the will and trust being able to set that up for free at no extra cost you know to set up a will and trust in the real world it's gonna cost you about four thousand dollars you know so we give it to you included while you're a client so you'll have that you'll have identity theft protection so you the activation is for all of those things um so that's what the 188 includes and then from there you get your dispute letters in five to seven business days it happens pretty fast um and then after that for the first three months it's 89 dollars. as long as we continue to work for you as long as you have access to this portal as long as i'm helping you you know on the side with any credit building tips plan whatever um and then after month three it drops to 69 dollars a month okay um if you stay enrolled for longer than a year um starting at the 13th month it will drop to 49 dollars um and then I do offer a refer your friend program where if you refer five people, um, you can get your next month service free if they enroll. 
Okay. So, it's, it's so, I'm not. I, I shouldn't say that because it's gonna sound like I just. I'm like to make all this money. I don't. But like people be dropping out of that. I feel like the longer you stay in, the easier it gets. Yeah, the longer you stay, the easier it is. But you know, if I'm just being honest. <laughs> It's not a shocker that sometimes people drop out of it because when you have bad credit, it typically tells a story that you have an issue with being consistent making payments. So I kind of expect for some people to fall off no matter what they overpromise me. Like, oh, girl, for real, I'm going to stay because I got to get this house. You know, I I always set expectation that my business don't stop just because I enrolled this one person. But that's the concept that we got to get away from because then you get upset when people want you to make three, four, five, ten times the rent. But your credit score is telling us that we shouldn't trust you with payments. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, that makes a, make a lot of sense. But and I, I mean, I'm glad you said the numbers because like that's a, that, so. When's the next? I mean, I said, what's the next open enrollment? Because I'm pretty sure people are watching now, are like, okay, let me let me see what this is about. How do they know when you got open enrollment? So, well, I know how I'm gonna know because I'm, I'm friends with you. So you gonna post it? One thing you do, you post, I'm gonna post everything. It. Right? <laughs> um, right now, I'm still doing open enrollment. Right now. Um, I don't have a, a end date for it specifically, but it's, it's coming still, out Monday, so this is good. <laughs> it's still going on right now, but of course, if you follow me on social media, um, on Facebook, it's Lacey Doe. On Instagram, it's Wealth with Lacey. But pretty much on my social media, I pretty much make it known. Okay, this is the amount of clients I'm accepting, but open enrollment is still going on right now. Okay. Um. Dang. I wish. See, I wish. I don't know. Like. So when you say you have a 15 minute uh, conversation, mm-hmm. um, like what is it? You have a guy on the questions you're asking them and you just kind of going off that or you just kind of like you just kick it for 15 minutes. Well, I mean, I guess we kind of are kicking it for 15 minutes. I don't have really like a guideline of questions, but I am pretty much in your business. You're probing. Yeah. Point. Like, OK, you know, what's your credit score? Do you know what what's on your credit score? Do you have an idea? Um, why are we even talking about credit repair? Like what, what's the goal? You trying to buy a house? You trying to get a car? You know, because that kind of helps me link you with other people, too, that I know. So um, after that, I go into how the program works, how they can get started. And then I'm pretty much saying, you know, you ready to get started today <laughs> you know so that's how my 15 minutes go we talking about do you have any credit cards or like a lot of people say no they don't have credit cards because of the fact that um oh i'm scared what are you scared of the crazy part about credit is it takes credit to build credit so you have to get a credit card right but i think the fear is that Honestly, I got with bad credit because of my failure to, you know, hold up my end of the bargain with making my payments on time and stuff like that. So I'm scared I'm going to do the same thing. But a credit card is one of the fastest ways to build credit. So we talking about that during the phone call, you know, oh, do you rent? Do you got good rental history? Because I can help you get that reported. Yeah, we pretty much just talking the whole time. Um, far as credit scores, um, and I, this is just a random question because mm-hmm. people, what would be considered, like, what's what's the lowest score to be considered a good credit score in, in your opinion rather oh the lowest score that could be considered to be a good credit score i would say like a maybe like a 620 620 okay yeah like you can kind of get away with some stuff with a 620 i i one of my favorite I, i'm a big i'm i'm in the rap heavy and um this is guy i'm gonna send it to you and you could tell me i should have sent it to you before this but um it's a guy who raps and he 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 went on funk flex like on a radio station like mm-hmm. the people do he rapped and there's one part he talked about credit but he, he used it with the real world situation and stuff mm-hmm. right and like I don't know I mean I always was in the credit and I, it's, it's confusing mm-hmm. but I feel like most people like me or my or younger would get it listening to that right I'm gonna send it to you tell me what you think about okay. it though but 
he mentioned something like that and just kind of saying like you do take credit to build credit but it's ways you can go about it to where you're not putting yourself in, in debt. debt sometimes yes. you mess yourself up thinking you kind of you building credit building but you're credit. not doing it the right way sometimes i mean sometimes we just get greedy like if we're gonna be honest like you start getting approved for too much. Now you out here getting loans everywhere. You know, now you're not using it for the purpose of what it was built for. Right. And so that just goes back to lack of knowledge because what, like the other day I got tagged in some post to explain why credit was important. But it, the person that tagged, the person whose post it was, it seemed like their mind was already made up with credit is stupid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I ain't finna sit here and waste my time. But, you know, and just to throw this out here. This is, you know, why credit is important because it was a comment that was made about, like, you know, rich people don't use their credit. Rich people got rich off of credit. Like, yeah, if we're going to exactly. be real, rich people not out here using their cash, you know, or wealth, wealthy people, you know, they're not out here using cash. It's people like us that don't know. And we're out here, you know, using cash because why would I use credit? I can I can spend four thousand dollars. Why would you want to take four thousand dollars of your own money and, well, and, and use it? When you're building credit, when you when you do take the credit route, and you can, uh, you could be disciplined enough to get it done the right way. You killing two birds with one stone. Exactly. You getting what you want, and you still building exactly. your credit. So it's kind. Of, yeah, I, I'm with you on that too. <laughs> but I think that mindset comes from somebody who know who knows like they're not gonna keep the end of the bargain yeah, credit wise. And some for people, sure. it's not even a money management issue. They just don't want to do it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I've said that before I said, you know, it's not even a fact that, yeah, you know, credit can be confusing, but when you break it down, like if somebody owed you something and you make it personal, now you're like, okay, shoot, I understand. Because if your friend that you didn't lend so much money to, they come to you with this dramatic story again, like, girl, I really need some help. My lights off, you know, girl, I didn't sent you X, Y, Z money. You ain't ever paid it back. Now you want $50. <laughs> And that's what he—that's what the guy was saying. He said the same thing. He said so. It's like you can lend somebody some money, yeah, right. And that's how, that's how credit works. And you tell me if I'm wrong. I can't. I don't know verbatim, but he said you can lend somebody some money, pretty much. And let's say they, they said I'm gonna get back to you Friday. Mm-hmm. You see him Friday, get back to you. Everything's good. I right, cool. Next time I ask for money, you give him some money because he did. He, they paid he kept, it back. Yeah, yeah. But then you lend your friend some money one another time, and you got to chase him down for the mm-hmm. money. Begging you for the for next my time money, they ask you, you might you might fight him like yo, yeah. you paid me last time. You know what I'm saying? So and that, he was saying pretty much that's how kind of credit work. Like the the more of those you have, or you're not paying it back, the mm-hmm. harder it's gonna be for you to get money going forward. Absolutely, that's exactly what it is. Like, and credit. If I'm and I'm gonna be honest, even though this is in my field, credit is boring. Like, credit is so boring to talk about. So that's why I even sometimes when I gotta talk or use examples, what I had noticed when I was doing my videos that when I bring it real life, people understand. But if I'm just sitting up here in the lecture talking about credit is important because you need credit, you know, people yeah, gonna be yeah. like, what? You know, so breaking it down and using real life examples, kind of bringing it to life a little bit, it has helped some people. But even I mean, I've had people come to me and was like, you know, I thought credit was stupid and I'm using all my cash and it just don't make no sense. Eventually, that mindset always ends up changing for some people. It may never change. But, you know, my goal is to never persuade people on why credit is important or to fix their credit. My goal is just to educate because eventually it might click. But I'm not here to persuade you that you need a good score. I mean, I feel like. I've persuaded people enough. Good credit got me a house. You know, good credit got me a car with a low interest rate. I don't have to sit up here and convince nobody. Um, far as what is like, how would you? What would you say to somebody who want to be in that field? Who um, because you seem like I mean to me, it's not like you say you say credit is boring, and I, I agree. But <laughs> I I haven't been bored talking to you about it, credit. But you seem enthused about it. So like, yeah. 
what if somebody wanted to get into that, the field you're in as far as educating credit and that type of thing? How would how would they go about that? So, yeah, you still just contact me. We do a phone a phone appointment for that, too. That one's 20 minutes because I want to get to know you as much as I can in 20 minutes um, because I don't like to work with everybody. Like, I pretty much qualify people. Got you. You gotcha. know, because everybody can't do what I'm doing, and I don't want people that I have to motivate or, you know, force to, to run a business. I don't want to do that. I'm definitely all about helping people progress, move up, whatever it is that they want to do. But when your goal seems to be more important to me than you, then we can't work. So we do a 20 minute phone call so I can see, you know, where your head at, why you want to do this. You know, did you hear about this from somewhere? Like, what do you do for a living? And then I let them get to know me too, because I want you to be comfortable with who you're going to be working with. Gotcha. Um, but from there, we just start off. After that, they enroll as well. Um, their enrollment fee currently is two ninety nine, um, and as an agent, they get the same program, the credit repair program, training, all kinds of stuff comes with that. So yeah, that's what's up. So for the for the uh, LCD Financial Group, which you mm-hmm. said it's called, yeah, that's, your, that's yours. Um, if and this, I'm just asking this, just if somebody wanted to get the budget and saving, does is that Included with something else, or that's something totally different, like enrolling, yeah, as far as with the credit and stuff, like all, all that different things, or it's all grouped in one. So it's all included in the program. But if you need assistance with something separately, maybe you don't have bad credit, but you do have an issue with budgeting and saving, you can get help with just that area. Yeah, I mean, I get it, it makes sense to do both, though. I would think, yeah, you, want, mean- <laughs> you, got, you know what I'm saying? If you're trying to budget and save, why not just? It's like why why not just do it? You know, it's almost <laughs> like we still with the rich people that yeah. instead of buying it outright, just go get the whole package if you can. Yeah, um, it just makes sense to me. So <clears throat> if somebody wanted to come and they wanted to enroll and um, get their credit built, I'm gonna say built. I'm gonna stop saying repair. Repair sounds scamish. Rebuilt, <laughs> get their credit built or rebuild rather. Um, they can come to you. They pay their 188, then the 89, the first three months and stuff. But they get budgeted and saving mm-hmm. in that. They get uh, all will that. and trust in that identity theft protection credit building help i even offer i recommend a credit card to them that um i I partner with uh, a company and they give my clients and you don't have to be a client you you can be just a regular person that just need a credit card but it's no credit check guaranteed approval like it's amazing i love the credit card um but they get help with that we shoot we even teach them how to type their letters Mm. you know so we're not even in the business of blindsiding you and telling you just give us all your money and we not even gonna put you on game um okay let me ask you so how like if you can't like i said i'm 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 asked purposely not asking certain questions because i know certain questions just me being smart i think i I would feel like they just have to enroll to get those kind of answers Mm -hmm. though but like as a um as somebody who's doing this how does uh if a client if you got a client and they're asking you okay well where my 89 dollars is going like Mm -hmm. how how do you if, if at all how do you show them where it's going if you do that at all so of course or you just show results i mean yeah results but i always tell people you know it takes it takes approximately 45 to 90 days for you to see anything gotcha and that's 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 just what it is you know you need to be able to come into this and say lacy i can commit six to twelve 
people will tell you, I have, I tell them on the phone, listen, if you are looking to enroll and stay with me for less than six months, I don't want to enroll you. Okay. So you're going to have to go somewhere else, you know? So I make that clear, but as far as the $89, that's going towards, again, keeping the portal active for you to have access to all that stuff. Cause as soon as the 89 payment declines, you no longer have access to putting a will and trust in place. Mm. We are no longer securing you with identity theft protection. I am no longer helping you with any type of credit building, budgeting, saving, <laughs> you know, cause you're not, you're not paying, right, right. <laughs> you know? So it's pretty much to keep the service active. And then we do type letters every 62 days. So it does include that too. So you get new letters every 62 days because things are going to fall off during the process. We don't want to type letters for items that have already been deleted. So we're going to be typing letters for things that are remaining. Got you. Now this was dope. Like, I, I think, I mean, just me personally, like, I feel like, um, I can feel it. Sometimes I can feel it in a podcast. Like it's a lot of information that was given, mm-hmm. even from the beginning, just about you. <laughs> but like, I feel like, like really, like people are going to want to know who you are. Like just from just not saying this particular podcast. I'm just saying this is how, what we did though. Um, I like it, and I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I might enroll. I ain't gonna lie. I might enroll. I might, cause I, I can't keep eating steak every day. But I ain't gonna I'm gaining a little weight. I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, you know how you got the Snapchat memories and stuff. Yes, <laughs> them like, things be killing me. Like I wish I would have appreciated that body. <laughs> that would be like, oh, you done put some weight on. I'm like, what can I say, man? I don't know, you know. Um, but nah, um, and I, I, I'm serious. I'm not even saying this on camera for real. If I had. If I had more of insight of everything that you said today, I probably would have set up to do that anyway. Cause we, I would, I would have just did the fifteen minute thing on camera, honestly, just to do it. But I, um, I am gonna look into it for real. I'm, I'm down with that. Plus, the, the money sounds sound good to me. Yeah, it don't sound like. I mean, I'm eating Longhorns four times. I mean, why <laughs> That's not? What right? I, <laughs> I posted that that post that girl. It was a girl who messaged me. We did a consultation probably about a month ago. And she was like, I'm going to let you know, you know, when I'm ready. I'm like, okay, cool. Because, I don't, like I said, I don't pressure nobody to, to do nothing they ain't ready to do, don't want to do whatever. And she messaged me, what that was, a couple of days ago that I shared that and blocked out her name. And she said, girl, just go ahead and enroll me. I spent $192 <laughs> on a week. <laughs> but for real, that's, how, that's the mindset I have. I'm like, well, I just spent, if I really calculate, I mean, I probably, I probably, it's probably more. And if I think about the month, it's like. I could have just been doing something to, mm-hmm. to better myself and family, you know, for whenever I'm ready to yeah. start making certain moves. Because you never know what's going to happen. You, you know? never know. And then you got to kind of take yourself out of the equation because a lot of my clients have kids. So you got to think about what this can do for your kids. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I do remember at one point when me and my sister were sharing a bed. You know, my mom had a two bedroom apartment. We were sharing a bed, a room, a closet, you know, and I don't know if she had good or bad credit at that time. I don't know. But, you know, just speaking to a lot of people, sometimes that is what it is. Yeah. So imagine just saying, OK, I'm going to move myself to the side because it's no longer about me. Once I done brought somebody else into this world, yep, yep. they deserve a better life, whether we knew how to get a better life or, you know, because we can keep using the exam- the excuse of, well, I didn't learn this in school or my parents didn't know okay connect yourself with somebody who do know now that we know that that's a problem right exactly <laughs> um let me see da, da, da. What, what what is uh, um what is uh derog- i guess derogatory remarks from your report 
What does that mean? I'm just, I'm not asking a question. I want to know what that means. Oh, yeah. So derogatory remark means that there is something negative delinquent. So that could be a late payment or it could be the fact that because you've been late so many months, years, that now it's charged off. So that's a derogatory uh, remark. It's anything that's negative. Pretty much anything that's positive is always going to show green on your credit report. It's going to say good standing, even if it's open or closed. Gotcha. But when it's derogatory, it's red because there is a late payment there. It's a charge off. It's in collections now. It's a bankruptcy now. It's anything negative is considered a derogatory remark. Okay. And so, like, how, how, how do you, when somebody's saying, like, say they want to buy a house, like, how do you start to talk to them as far as what they do with their credit? Um, whether, you, whether you're just doing an enrollment process, what's that conversation like versus somebody who just want to have credit just to have it? So the conversation to buy a house does include talking about budgeting and saving <laughs> um, because, you know, you have a lot of people out here telling you, oh, you know, all you need is five thousand dollars and you can buy a house. So that conversation goes a little bit more in depth with what I recommend from my own personal experience with buying a house. Five thousand dollars would not have been enough. So I tell people, you know, you need to have 10 to 15, 15 really being what you need to have in your savings account. But we're now talking about how good are you at managing your money? You know, what does that look like? Okay, well, before you can go buy a house, you got to find a lender. So, so many people are like, I got to find a real estate agent. No, you don't. A real estate <laughs> agent sells you the house. You got to find somebody to approve you. Right. Okay. <laughs> you know, so you got to find a lender. You got to do a pre-approval. So that conversation goes the same as far as I tell them they need to be enrolled for at least 12 months. Most of them come to me with, you know, already kind of feeling that I might need to stay enrolled for a year. Yeah. Um, but... Um, pretty much in, in the midst of us doing it in that year, I'm like, okay, well now we can go get a pre-approval. So I recommend some lenders or the lender that I used, um, and then they go get a pre-approval. Of course, the pre-approval tells you how much money they willing to give you, you know, to go get a house. But that's what that conversation looks like. It's, it's more so of being more strict about a budget and saving goal. You know, what what can you do? You know, this is the goal. We got a year. I'm multiplying and dividing stuff like, okay, well, in order for you to get here by a year, this is what you got to put in your account. See, I could have said mathematician. I said credit repair person. <laughs> I just still feel like I was super disrespectful. I'm sorry. Um, so I guess in conclusion, like any – Put a social out, like anybody that got any extra questions that want to ask you anything, um, what's your social media, your Facebook, all that type of stuff so that they know how to get in contact with you. And I purposely took a lot of questions I wanted to ask out because I do want to direct them towards you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's my that's my main goal with this. So Yeah. So uh, my Facebook is Lacey, L-A-C-E-Y, Doe. D is in Delta O-E. Um, it'll pop up my personal page. I do have a business Facebook, um, wealth with Lacey, which is also my Instagram tag as well as my TikTok tag. Um, so I can be found pretty much anywhere on those socials. Okay. That was dope, man. I, I enjoy talking to you, man. Yeah, yeah me okay. too. This was See, fun. You probably, damn, it went not myself. <laughs> but you probably thought that, um, I don't know if you thought that, because I know I joke a lot. So I think on some of your comments, I'd be like writing notepad, like I'm going to bring this up. But I really... <laughs> Like I said, time is everything because, like, I really, like, didn't even have that in my notes no more. Like, I just had, like, I want to do this. I changed my changed my format. I wanted to just let it be informative. That's my main thing. And I feel like you like, even me asking you questions, like, sometimes you come in, I come here and I ask you questions, and you got to, like, still, like, pull. I'm like, <laughs> it's not what you're saying. It's not what you're saying. I got to ask you another question. Yeah, like, but I'm like, 
But on social media, they can explain it so well. I'm like, now like you can. Now I don't know what that's next. You, you done said 30 <laughs> things, but but it's all good. But yeah, you was a good speaker, good talker. Now I can find into the mold one you did just to see. Um, you know, like, I like I, I just, I'm competitive. I want to see what the better yeah. one. But regardless of the fact, um, shout out to Mo, shout out to everybody that's doing doing this. Um, but yeah, man, I appreciate you coming through. Well, thank you. I appreciate you for having me. I enjoyed it. Definitely. Thank you, man. All right, we out. One message. Pop- Real quick, before we get out of here, I want to ask you if you got anything you're working on as far as um, any events, anything like that. Yeah, so at the at this moment, I'm working on doing events twice a month here in Augusta, um, making it more relevant here because we lack a lot of knowledge here. So the last event we did was last week on a Sunday. We did it at Top Dog Tavern. So I'm looking to bring credit and money and, you know, making it interesting to talk about. So it's nothing that's going to be a lecture. I think y'all will definitely find it um, valuable. It's going to be twice a month. Um, every month we're we going to be bringing it. How are they going to know how to get there? Like, is something you're going to post? Or yeah, so it's going to be a flyer. Base. Yes, it's going to be a flyer. Um, if you follow me on social media, it'll definitely be posted there. So that's uh, Facebook, Lacey, L-A-C-E-Y, Doe, D-O-E. And then my Instagram, Wealth with Lacey. It'll be posted there. I like to put uh, money behind my ad. So you might <laughs> see might see it without even following me. <laughs> but it, it's going to be dope. So um, is it does it does it cost to come to the to get the information or no like, the information you just is pull up and it's free pull oh, up wow. free RSVP you do have to RSVP because seats are limited so we need to know you know to be able to track the seats but information is free the enrollment is what costs <laughs> <laughs> all right well I like that I like that uh, I I know I want to enroll so I haven't got to see the information I just I just think that um that's a good tool to use as far as promoting your business and stuff like that so uh, like I said I wish you the best um. You're doing your thing. Just keep being um, legal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Scamless. You know what I'm saying? And, and you, should, you should be good to go. <laughs> Thank no, you. No shortcuts. Right. <laughs> All right. We have for real. More Mass Podcast. We out. <laughs>